This episode of the Q&A podcast is dedicated to the memory of Roderick Toombs, also known to wrestling fans around the world as Rowdy Roddy Piper. He passed away um, on July 31st, 2015. While DeQuincy and I didn't grow up watching him, um, I think we, it's safe to say that we both recognize the importance he, he uh, meant to the business of professional wrestling. Uh, while this episode isn't a wrestling episode, um, I think the timing is, is there for us to uh, dedicate this episode. Uh, rest in peace, Hot Rod, Roddy, Roddy Piper. Hey everybody, um, this is episode 72 of the Q&A podcast. We're back again. Um, it's the summertime, folks. I mean, we're, uh, we're busy, you know, with the summer and try to enjoy the summer. While we can, while we still have our youth. Um, so it's slowly slipping away, let me tell you. It is. And so we're getting a little sidetracked here and there, but um, trust me, we, uh, you're still in our minds and in our hearts. And, uh, we it sounds like you're breaking up with them. You're in our minds and our hearts, and we'll always enjoy the times that we had together. Oh, boy, they, boy, they got more than I did. It's not the, you. It's, the, definitely, <laughs> it's definitely us with our procrastination. Although the summer's a difficult time. You know, for me, between working two jobs, currently trying to move, sure, uh, working out with you, and we have all this extra ac- extracurricular activities that we're doing besides work. It's just, it's a hassle. Yeah, and we haven't forgot about the podcast, but we will do episodes every time we can, um, and especially when big events happen. Um, and this really, this past week, there has been a lot in the sports world altogether. I mean, um, of course, you know, the passing of Roddy Piper, the uh, the continued dominance of Rowdy Ronda Rousey uh, for the UFC uh, this past weekend. Um, UFC 190, she knocked out Betch Kotea in 34 seconds. Um, and I guess really the focus of this episode is uh, the July 31st MLB trade deadline. There was uh, a lot of wheeling and dealing uh, up until the trade deadline. Um, it got started pretty early, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. with the Astros. I think they were... Th- oh, no, well... Well, they were the first big trade. Was the Astros? Yeah. Okay. So the Astros landing Scott Casbury from the Athletics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I guess the next big one was the Royals getting Johnny Cueto mm-hmm. from the Cincinnati Reds. And after that, it kind of took off uh, the last, what, two days of the of the of that week of last week leading up to the trade deadline. Uh, so Wednesday, thir- I guess Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday were pretty pretty busy. Uh, so we're gonna go through them. And uh, I've completely forgot my other intro. My name is Anthony. <laughs> In case you guys forgot, and sitting right next to me, as always, is my pal DeQuincy. Hola, chicos. So uh, let's get it started, man. You you've got the. Uh, the deals in in front of you. Yeah, let's do the rundown. My fancy t- uh, touchscreen computer. Let's start with start with the first one. Astros acquire Scott Casimir, Oakland Athletics uh, give back in return uh, Jacob Nottingham and Daniel McDean. I gotta say, I love this trade. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love this trade. Uh, I think it's the best trade of the entire. Um, the entire like uh, trade season, essentially, this last like, two weeks. Oh, shocker. You think the Astros made the best deal? No, I really do. They gave up. They didn't give up much. And they got a frontline starter to help with the, you know, 
with the push, you know, towards the playoffs. Uh, and folks, if you go back and listen to some uh, our baseball preview episodes of the podcast, yours truly right here called it. I said wild card. I said we'd make the wild card. We're in a strong position to win the division. That's more than I imagined, but I still had faith enough to make the playoffs, which is, I gotta say, pretty cool. It's more than I had. I just assume, I just thought, hey, they'll make it over 500. They, they will improve. Uh, they'll continue to improve, and, and look what they've done. They've uh, they kept on rolling, and which is awesome. And uh, this trade, you know, again, was really great in the sense that we didn't give up a lot. We gave up two players, guys that we traded that we sorry that we drafted mm-hmm. uh, in the past two years, like 2013, 14 drafts, I believe. Um, they weren't highly ranked in our farm system because our farm system is, is pretty stacked, pretty loaded still. Um, Top ten, I believe, right now. Yeah, and even with all the trades that we've had, especially Casmer and then the Casmir and earlier trading for Gaddis. Right, right, and. It's crazy that you know a guy like uh, uh, who was the uh, Nottingham um, immediately was at least according to MLB.com was immediately placed as the fifth best prospect in the Athletics organization. Um, so that means we really didn't give up a lot because a guy like that who wasn't high in our rankings is you know rocketed to the t- near the top of of the other you know organizations. Uh, Farm system, and if you look at his stats in the minors, he's only had one great year in single A, and that was this year. Yeah. So he's put together this year, but again, you don't know. Uh, as we're talking about Nottingham, we, you don't know what's going to happen three, four years down the line. Right. right. And then with uh, Daniel uh, Megden, mm-hmm. well, he's a right righty pitcher on a team that you know has a bunch of power righty arms. So it was, a, it was a high probability that he was never going to make it up to the show. Yeah, of course. And um, if you look at Nottingham, he's what a catcher. I think we're in pretty good shape right now at the catcher position. We, you know, everybody thought, okay, this is the year we're getting rid of Castro. Bye bye Castro. We're trading him at the deadline. He might walk as a free agent this year, I think, or I he might still be under. If he's still under control, that's a pretty good situation still with Castro. And Hank Conger going forward, who has been pretty surprising, you know, these past few weeks, who's mm-hmm. uh, really, you know, stepped it up at the plate uh, and behind the plate. Um, and then you've always got Max Stassi, you know, in the Double A, Triple A, I believe, who's a pretty, you know, highly regarded prospect for us at least at the catcher position. So giving up a guy like Nottingham, who is still pretty young uh, and has a couple years to go, I think, to you know, advance through the, the minor leagues. Sorry to interrupt you, but Jason Castro is uh, hes eligible for arbitration uh, for 2016. He'll be a free agent in 2017. So they have him for at least one more year. Yeah, I mean, that's not that's thats a pretty good position to be in right now. Um, and again, you know, Nottingham isn't going to be in the big leagues anytime soon. Uh, and to get a guy like Kazmir, another lefty, uh, you always, I guess, ideally, I think most teams would, would love to have a, a dominant lefty and righty combo, but having two really good lefties is not a bad situation to have to be in either. Uh, so you've got Casimir, the veteran, who has gone through, I mean, 
his, I mean, more than his, any, his much, resume is insane. He's gone through that. more than most players have gone through in their careers. I mean, in and out of baseball, uh, out of uh, professional baseball, um, you know, playing for the nearby Sugarland Skeeters of the Independent League, back to the majors, um, a first round draft pick, you know, way back when, um, out of high school here uh, near what was it, Side Falls. Yes. Um, the guy, and he's only 31 years old, the guy has gone through quite a bit and is still effective and impressed in his in his Astros debut and I think is is going to put us in a good position to uh, to really make a very strong push towards the end of the season uh, and hopefully, you know, advance on into the playoffs. He's the number two. The only reason he isn't pitching in the number two spot is because you want to separate the lefties. Sure. Because I think the pitching rotation is Keiko, McHugh, and then uh, Casimir. Um, I, what I want to see is what happens after the season. They can re-sign him to maybe like a two- or three-year deal. Mm-hmm. I, I think that he he's happy here. He wants to play, you know, in front of his hometown for his hometown team. But like you said, this is for the playoffs, so we're going to see what happens. You know, sure. when the season is over, one of those final um, final ten teams, I'm going to say final eight, final ten teams, trying to make a run at the World Series. Right, and I mean, if you look at it, if you look at beyond this season, I mean, this is this is the situation that most players, pretty much a lot of, well, not most, but I, I imagine a lot of players really dream of the opportunity to. Play for your hometown team uh, for a few years, mm-hmm. which he is in position to. Uh, to pl- again, play for your hometown team, close to you know, play at home, close to home, and play for a winning team. I mean, it's not like the Astros are going to fall apart. They, they they look like they're in position to uh, continue improving and not regressing. Mm-hmm. So to be able to go home and play for a team that is in good shape to be a pretty good team going forward. That's a pretty, pretty sweet deal, if you ask me. Uh, and I agree. I think we, I think all of those elements do put us in that, uh, that you know, in a favorable position to re-sign him after the season for, hey, I would say, you know, between two or three years. He's 31 years old. Um, right, I guess right in the prime of his career is probably the best way to put it, or best way to look at him. And yeah, I mean, you know, two or three years is really all you is what you could hope for from a guy like this. Agreed. Uh, so grade the trade for both teams. I give it. Um, I give it an A for the Astros because again, they got a pretty legit top starter, frontline starter, mm-hmm. and they didn't give up a whole lot. And I give the Athletics. Uh, I'll give them a B plus. I think they were able to get two guys that that have some promise, uh, who aren't necessarily going to make us pay for it immediately, mm-hmm. um, even in the next two or three years. Uh, at the same time, again, following the uh, the blueprint essentially that the Astros have laid out for, I guess any team that would that feels like they need to follow, which is you know restock your farm system. So, I agree with you on both. I'm giving the Astros an A. Just getting that number two guy, so take the pressure off of Keiko is 
it really helps the team. Giving the Athletics a B plus. The last time uh, <laughs> they traded for a catcher in the minor league system, he went to third base and became Josh Donaldson. Uh. So this may work out for them, you know, sure. five years down the road, but we'll see. Now, I'm not. I don't think a lot of people now are sweating what could happen in five years. Uh, we we're putting we put ourselves in a position through the draft, uh, through international signings, mm-hmm. to uh, um, to be in good shape going forward five years. So it's it's a win win for both clubs. All right, so I'm gonna start running through some of these trades, some of the little ones. Pittsburgh Pirates acquire Ramos Maria's. Uh, from Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, he's nearing the end of his career. Um, I really don't know how much this helps the Pirates. But uh. Well, really, I think if anybody can hit higher, a higher average than uh, Pedro Alvarez, I think it's a, it's a pretty good deal for, for well, the Pirates. Isn't Alvarez playing third base now? First base. First base, I'm sorry. Yeah. What's uh, it, you know... I don't know, just to get some sort of production from your third base side, I guess, is an improvement. And Ramirez is still capable of doing so, I think. But I, I like it. I mean, what did they give up to get him? Um, Jonathan Barreros. If I haven't heard about him, but he's not a very yeah. high prospect. That's all I can say. We play a lot of fantasy baseball, and I am scouring the minor leagues to look for talent. So I haven't heard about you. I'm not worried about it. For sure, for yeah. sure. Uh, let me keep going. To, uh, let's see. The Angels picked up Connor Gillespie from the Chicago White Sox for cash. Uh, who did? They lost David Freeze, right? Yeah. Broken finger, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, not an impact trade, but, you know, it's uh, a replacement. <laughs> it's a body. It's, yeah. That's Basically, what it is right there. Uh, see, all right. Next big one: Kansas City acquires Johnny Cueto, gives up John Lamb, Brandon Finner, Finnegan, sorry, Cody Reed, and Cash considerations. I like this deal for the for the Royals. They didn't. It didn't seem like they gave up much. Finnegan played pitch for them last year, um, and he kind of got shelled. For for me, it's if. For all the pitching injuries and pitching woes that the Royals have had this year, mm-hmm. if they look at Finnegan and don't think he's able to help them as a starter, then he's not a starter. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Like, he, I don't know what it is. I've heard, like, he, it's, um, he just loses effectiveness probably because he's a young guy, but he can't last that long. He's not, a, he's a middle reliever. And if he's not, if, he can't start for you, mm-hmm. then this package that the Royals got look worse. That the Reds got. Sorry, that the Reds got. Yeah, and you know, I look at Finnegan, you know, they they tra- they drafted him last year and they brought him right up to the big leagues, like like a month after he was drafted. Yes, because I remember him being in the World Series. Right. The road to the playoffs. And he got hammered. And I think there's a degree of some like shell shock after that. Like you're really not the same. Uh, and he hasn't been the same this season. So to give up on a guy like that, it's not a big risk. Uh, you're clearly playing for now. You're trading for now to, you know, when you get a guy like Cueto. Cueto's a, you know, former 19 and 20 game winner. 
So it's not a bad deal, I think, for the for the Royals. They're actually, the Reds are actually sending Finnegan down to stretch him out to become a starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish him the best of luck. It's just man, if the Royals are thinking of the start, I don't know why the Reds would think so. Right. Especially when they pay in the band box that is Great American Field. Great American Ballpark, excuse me. I'm just right. mispronouncing everything today. I'm off. Uh, I have a question for you before sure. we keep talking. Why didn't the Reds do more? We get rid of Votto, get rid of uh, Jay Bruce. Votto's crazy contract. Jay Bruce, I know there were discussions with the Mets before mm-hmm. they uh, made their trade for Suspendus, which we'll talk about later. Uh, Frazier. I mean, they could have basically just blown up the entire team. Well, isn't the, the, the store or the line that their owner is not willing to, he's not ready to, to you know, fold his hand? And he started to by trading Cueto, but, I mean, he's kept some pretty good pieces still that, yeah, I don't understand. I mean, he could have gotten a, a, a haul for just about any one of those guys. I mean, maybe not Votto because of the contract, but... Um, Jay Bruce is only like 27 years old and has hit like 30 home runs almost every season he's been in the league. Uh, Todd Frazier is having a monster season and is technically entering the prime or is in the prime of his career. Um, so I don't know why you wouldn't try to, you know, go for the gusto, man, and restock your, your farm system. Add a couple of guys that can fill in for right now. And, uh, you know, look for next year. But there, there's really no clear reason why they, other than, you know, the owner's just not ready to, to give in or, you know, wave the flag. Other than that. Reasons why you should sell. Blow, why you should blow it up. Your farm system isn't that good. You're a mid-market team, so you have a lower payroll. So who exactly are you going to go out and sign to bring to Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. Three. We're talking about your payroll. That Joey Votto contract is going to start hurting. Yes, without a doubt. And for right now, I love Todd Frazier. He just came out of nowhere. But this this is his peak right here. <laughs> yeah. It's only going to go backwards. He's going to start regressing. Why don't just trade him away right now? At the very least, say, hey, we're not really interested in trading, but you know we'll throw some feelers out there. We'll see mm-hmm. what's what's going on. Don't just stand there and say no. We're not interested in this, because by the time by the time you're good again, how Frazier is already what thirty one? Yes, I believe so. Twenty nine. So he's younger okay. than I thought. But uh, and also in your division, you got the Cardinals who have been good forever. You have the Pirates who've had this this run. For the past two years, two three years, mm-hmm. and then the Cubs have turned things around. The Cubs quickly. might actually, you know, make it into the wild card game. The Cubs have turned it around quickly. How are you going to jump over those three teams if you don't rebuild? Yeah, that's a good point. They they're not going to. They're they're going to be at the bottom of the barrel. Um, I think the Brewers are getting better. I think the, the Brewers are going to be improved next year. Um, if you look at some of their, their young pitching, that. Uh, Let's finish up the Royals before we jump to the Brewers. Okay. We'll talk about those in a minute. Um, we also, uh, Royals also got Ben Zobers from the A's for a couple of minor league players. 
Um, me personally, I love what the worlds are doing. Yeah. They're basically just going all in, saying we're gonna we're going for the championship. We were, what, 90, 182 from winning it last year. We're going after it this year, and we're going to stock up. And they really have. I mean, Zobris is, you know, he's found new life, it seems like, uh, with Kansas City. He's, what, hit two home runs in a game already. Um, he had one game where he hit, yeah, the one game he hit two home runs. Yeah. So, and he's got, you know, he's a guy that's a veteran that has additional postseason experience you know, um, you know this team already has that experience but it doesn't hurt to, to add someone else that knows what it's like to be in the thick of it and a guy who can play all over the field for you I mean that doesn't hurt either <laughs> yeah versatility never hurts I mean probably the ultimate utility man probably the, the top utility man in baseball in the past what five years five six years yeah so so far for all everything the world's done um, leading up to the trade deadline, what would you grade them? Give them an A. A plus. Yeah. You got a top starter uh, or an ace essentially. You got an ace, and you got a, a a productive utility man who has postseason experience, and you didn't give up a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You really didn't give up a whole lot. That's that's an A right there. And you, you have him on the outfield now until Alex Gordon comes back. Yep. And then you'll ship him, over, you'll ship Zobris over to second to take over for... Um, the guy that almost beat up. <laughs> this is sad. That's all I know. I don't even know his name. Infante. Infante. Yeah. I really couldn't remember his name. Uh, nice work. Um, going through... I mean, you got to appreciate what the A's did. They traded away just about any, everybody except for Sonny Gray. I've yeah. got they trade away Tyler Clipper to the to the Mets. Yeah, and they got a pretty good piece, didn't they? Casey Mazur. Mezzanier. Is he a pitcher? Oh lord, you're gonna ask me this. I don't remember. Come on, fangrass. Search Google. Because there was there was some talk as to there were questions as to what the Mets were doing by getting a guy like Clippard and uh, the guy that they gave up apparently was uh, someone to keep an eye on. Mm, do, 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 do. Yeah, right. Ooh, that's a big boy. Big boy, big boy. Right header, 6 7. Good lord. Big boy, big boy, big boy. Looking over stats right now, yeah, yeah. That's that's the last thing the Mets need is a is a, is a great starting pitcher. <laughs> they have more, like six now, I think. Um, yeah, they are pretty deep. They are set. All right, continuing my search. So going in order, see what else is going on. Let's go with this one. Washington Nationals acquire Jonathan Papelbon. Um. Look, as long as he keeps his mouth shut and is productive, I really don't care. I don't like Papelbon. He's a loud mouth. Um, way overpaid. Mm-hmm. Knew that he was going into a bad situation. To a team that was on the downside. And just ran his mouth the second he got there. Uh, good for him that he's some, I guess, seeming, you know, 
seemingly happy uh, playing for a, a winning team. But other than that, I really couldn't care less what this guy does in the league. Your hatred of Jonathan Papelbon is like just palpitating right now. What did he do to you? Who hurt you? Who hurt you? I don't know. Just I don't like I don't like loud mouths like that. I don't like guys who you know just who can be surly um, when you know you're getting paid a lot of money to play a game. And you're going to be just that surly and, you know, I don't know, unhappy. So, good for him. Good for the Nationals. I mean, regard whatever, however I feel about him, there's no denying. He so, are you telling me if you got paid like that, you would be quiet and Mr. Company Man all the time? Um, not Company Man, but I wouldn't be a jerk. You know. This guy flips off fans and stuff. That's that's not cool, man. I, I wouldn't do that. But um, yeah, you know. But there is no denying. However, I feel about the guy. When he's on, he's on. And you know, if he can help the Nationals, good for the Nationals. You know, I will never uh, deny a guy's talent just because of the way I feel about him. If, I, if he's good, hey, good for him. There, 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 there. <laughs> Let that hate go. That hate out your heart. Um, I have nothing to say except I think they really screwed over um, Storm, their former closer. Ah, uh, yes. Who was doing um excellent job in the ninth inning. Had converted, I believe, all but one of his save opportunities. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the eighth inning guy. And from all reports, he's pretty upset about it. Wouldn't be surprised if he's, you know, when he becomes a free agent, Washington has no chance to sign him. Uh, moving on. Do, do, do. All right. Texas Rangers acquire Cole Hamels and Jason Diekman. Philadelphia gets ready. Jake Thompson, Alec Asher, Jared Eckhoff, Nick Williams, Matt Harrison, Jorge Alfaro. 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 Alfaro is a highly regarded catching prospect. Harrison is Matt Harrison, who's been around for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, I have no idea who they are. Um, and look, I mean, as an Astros fan, I was hoping we were going to get him. I was hoping that we would put together the package to get him. But it wasn't about that. He didn't want to come here. And apparently, his wife has family up in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Mm-hmm. And he's from California. He's from like L.A. or something. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what's a what's a couple hundred miles <laughs> closer? But essentially, you know, it's technically just a little bit a little bit more closer uh, to L.A. Um, but it's an interesting trade as well because. The Rangers are going nowhere this year, except they're they're on the verge of sweeping us. Um, they're not going anywhere this year, and I mean, they're. It's weird that you're giving up players that could be a part of your future. <laughs> this is some weird logic. I think this is weird logic, but you're you're giving up players that could that can be a part of your future uh-huh. to get a guy who is. Just in his like on nearing the end of his prime, uh, maybe, or is like in the very middle 
Um, We're talking about Hamels. Sorry. Hamels. Get a guy who he's in the middle, slowly trend, trending downward. Slowly trending down, and you get him to essentially look to the future, at least for the duration of the contract, because you're looking at okay, we can pair Hamels and you Darvish as, your, as a a really good one too. Yeah, absolutely. But it's weird that they're getting this older guy for kind of the future. Uh, while at the same time sacrificing guys that could for sure be a part of the future because they're all pretty young. I'm going over the Rangers' um, you, pitching you, you stats. See, do you kind of see that? I understand what you're talking yeah. about. I'm going over their pitching stats right now. And, okay, so they're going to have, for sure, they're going to have Hamels and Darvish, one, two, in some order, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you this list right here. Of all the pitchers who pitched this year for the Texas Rangers, please tell me who the three through five is going to be. I know you're looking at this. Let me tell you, Kobe Lewis, your your Vani Garrido, and Juan Rodriguez are all free agents after this year. Mm-hmm. I think you got to try and resign Giovanni. Um Kobe Lewis, you can get on the cheap again, and you got to look at Martin Perez who. You know, is going to be a year, rem- uh, another year removed from this contract surgery. Yes. So hopefully, he's going to get stronger. He's still pretty young, uh, and a guy who's shown flashes, flashes of um, high potential in the past before he got hurt. So I think it's, I mean, interesting, but um, it's Darvish, Hamels, then pray for rain. Yeah, I mean, there's just not much there. I don't understand the... TBA. TBA 3. <laughs> but, I don't know. They're, we both agree. They're rebuilding... Well, retooling, we should say. Yeah. For 2016 and beyond. But if you're you're playing in Arlington, you're playing under that hot sun and, again, that band box, you need elite pitchers. And it seems like you got two guys that are... And then three also rans who who might go eight innings and give you in one run or might not even make it out of the first inning. Yeah. I mean It's a real up and down, up and down. If you're the GM of the Rangers, you don't need question marks. Sure. When it comes to pitching. Yeah. Mm. Maybe we're just hating on the Rangers. But I think it's a good move for them getting handles. Sure, they why went not? Out there, got one the best guy. Like like you like no, you one said. of the best they got one of the best pitch, pitchers available that wanted to come to them so they mm-hmm. went out there and they made the deal got it like I, you and Ed and everyone else says you really won't know how this trade turns out and you know until these guys that you give up are you know in the big leagues and um, you know there's a couple of there could be a couple of gems there could be all a bunch of duds just don't know but you know it clearly looks like it's good for the Rangers. And looks like it's good for the Phillies, Phillies too. I mean, they're getting, they're really? shedding that payroll that they so desperately wanted to to get rid of. As long as you still have Ryan Howard on your team, you're not shedding that much payroll. Yeah. Or rather, you're not shedding enough payroll. Right. Here's, I'm looking at what the Philadelphia uh, Phillies got back, and I'm, I find myself saying that's it. Well, again, because I remember, was I don't remember the beginning of the year or last year, um, they wanted. Uh, who was it? Xander Bogards and Mookie Betts from the Red Sox and all these guys. Yeah. And it's like, 
you were trying to go after all these A1 superstar prospects. And this is before and this is a no-hitter. Yeah, and this is all you got? Yeah. Well, I mean, Alfaro is supposed to be pretty good, a pretty good catcher. And I think there was one pitcher in that group that was supposed to be, I think, is it Thompson, you said, that they traded? Uh, Jake Thompson? I think he was the... I think he's the real gem of that, real from deal. what I've heard. Real deal, Holyfield? Sure. <laughs> I use hip-hop, he doesn't understand. What's hip-hop? What's the difference between rap and hip-hop? <laughs> there, there. What's the difference? <laughs> so, great this trade. I'll, I'll give it a... I'll give it a B for the Rangers. Okay. Top starting pitcher... Who was under control for, you know, or club control for, you know, three more years, you know, or two more years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll get. No idea. Let me check this. I'll get the Phillies a B as well. They got rid of a, a big contract, one of the big contracts, and got what, you know, seven, five, six prospects in return? Or uh, not prospects, because Harrison is not a prospect. But six, Lottery three, tickets? Yeah. Five or six players in return that could turn out to be something special. I give the Rangers a B plus. Like I said, one of the best pitchers on the market. You did what was necessary to get him. Mm-hmm. For the Phillies, I'm giving them a C, just because you know this is all you got. It doesn't seem to be like that hot shot prospect that's going to come up, uh, and, like a, a top ten yeah. uh, overall prospect. Yeah, that's like a Correa or a Brian or something like that's going to come in and you know be there and be the anchor of your team for 10, 15 years. Sure. It just seems like they got a lot of lottery tickets. They're just hoping that one of them hits. Mm-hmm. See if that's possible. Um, let's see. Let's go to the one trade that blew my mind when I woke up and saw it on my phone at 5 in the morning. Toronto cars Troy Tillowitzki and Troy Hawkins. Colorado, Jose Reyes, Jeff Hotman, Miguel Castro, and that Jesus Tinoco. That's where we're going with. <laughs> I see Jesus. You see Hulk Jesus. Um, look, the Blue Jays clearly want to win now. Uh, well, the Blue Jays haven't been in the playoffs for over 20 years. Yeah. And they're still on the outside of the wild card. That's two Obamas and two Bush terms. <laughs> That's old Bush. God dang. No, two, uh, two Obamas. Uh, yeah. Um, it's weird. It's a weird trade because they swapped shortstops. shortstops. It's a weird. It seems like a kind of trade that two fantasy players would make after a night of drinking. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> it happened at it four in the morning because both of the GMs might have been drinking. But it's just weird. I don't understand why. And here's why. And okay, here but, it is because. It doesn't seem like one team got over on the other. Really? No. I think Toronto Toronto definitely got the better shortstop. They did, but they're they're on the hook for like $120 million still. They're still they're on the hook for a lot of money. Is it really that much? Oh man. Almost a hundred million, I would say. I am gonna go look that up. Reyes still has, I think, two more years left. Um, and then the prospects are just kind of, I mean they're kind of all over the place. Castro is supposed to be pretty good, but he's a reliever this year. And uh, that's about it. I mean, I don't know any. I don't know anybody else. 
from that group. If we don't know them, they don't have to do this, isn't right? <laughs> I gotta see what his... Oh wow, he has an option too. Wow. Looking, looking, looking. So what's this? Two th okay, so he has... Bam. One, two, three, four. What's that? So they're on the hook for from 2016 to 2020, which is 90, $94 million. And here's another. Here's 2021, he has a $15 million team option, or it's a $4 million buyout. So what's that? That's 100 million? Uh, 99 million. 98 million. 98 to. So let's just call it $100 million. Essentially. You're right. Okay, and that's still for a guy who barely plays 125 games. Wow, you you might be right. I thought the Toronto Blue Jays obviously won this trade, but that hurts. I mean, paying an off-injured shortstop in his late 30s. Who's well, moving to AstroTurf? Yeah. Woo! Man, okay. for the next five years, what would you say the high for amount of games he plays? 120? Next. I'm going 120. Yeah, probably 120. And Well, no, you know what? I'll go 140 because they can always DH him. Ah, you're right. 140. And here's the other thing. Okay, here They're we go. Not, again, they were, at the time of the trade, they were still like two or three games out of the wild card spot. They weren't even, they weren't even in contention. contention. They didn't even have uh, a lead. Like, they are... Looking they're up digging, at the they're digging themselves <laughs> this whole while trying to get out of it at the same time. How do you do that? Do you have two shovels, one digging up and one digging down? Or uh, how does that work? <laughs> Man, I don't know. And, um, until, I mean, really, they didn't need to add to Lewitsky because they have a dy dynamic offense already. Mm-hmm. And the last thing they needed was more right-handed power. Right. They need a lefty bat up there. And they got slower. I mean, for whatever you have to say about Reyes, he's still faster than Tulowitzki. Mm -hmm. He's still a true top-of-the-order hitter. And they, they lost that. Um, and the Rockies, I guess maybe the Rockies got the better, got, got over on the Blue Jays. They got out of a $100 million contract. They can probably move Reyes pretty soon. So they can bring that up was the rumor that they stuff. brought him in, and we're just gonna flip him right, right. for the deadline. Didn't, didn't happen. happen. They could possibly do it in the offseason. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know they they've got a top shortstop waiting in the wings who's in AAA. I forgot I forgot what his name. His name slips me. At the Story. Story. I know his name because I've been looking at him like. Hmm. Oh yes, so have I. <laughs> Let's and see, the Rockies will play pay, sorry, if they keep him. Jose Reyes, $22 million for the next two years. Mm -hmm. And in 2018, he has a $22 million team option with a $4 million buyout. So at the maximum, that's what, $48 million? With him, $22 million a season? Yeah, 2016 and 2017. Wow. And then 2018, they either give him a $22 million option or a $4 million buyout. Holy cow. Yeah, that's... Forty-eight million. Um, they can try and move him, bring up story, and still get a bunch of prospects. Mm -hmm. You know, and really, when you're 
in the position that the Rockies are in where you're not winning and you're not going to be winning anytime soon and you have the opportunity to get rid of a 29, 30-year-old off-injured shortstop, though face of the franchise for a number of years, um, who still has $100 million left in his contract. Oh, that hurts my heart. Here, I man. guess you kind of have to do it. Man. Here's my question for you. Okay. So the Rockies trade Tuliski. Mm-hmm. Why is Carlos uh, Gonzalez still on the team? Um, because it's just like fan. Well, it's almost like fantasy baseball, essentially. I mean, he's an overpaid outfielder who's often injured as well. Outfielders are a dime a dozen compared to elite short potential elite shortstops. That's why I think anybody can. Find a diamond in the rough to play outfield who can hit. Well, this is what I'm asking. You trade to Lewiski to face your franchise because mm-hmm. you need to rebuild. Sure. So why don't you trade Carlos Gonzalez even if it's for a couple of B-level prospects? Um, Did they not try? Did they not find an offer? What do you think? I don't think they found an offer. I believe fully that they tried. Yeah. Because who else, who else is there to, to dangle? Because I'd be out there petting the him like his <laughs> meals on wheels. You want this? Come get this. We'll leave you at your doorstop. So, great the trade. My grade for Toronto's going down from what I had it before. <laughs> I've, oh, I've, man, I've, I did not know that money part. Oh, man, that's a killer. Yeah. Um, Ew. I kind of have to give Payne him mid two twenty two million or twenty million a year in his mid twenty. Oh man, I, late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties. Oh, he's thirty one. He is. Oh lord, I lost it. He's thirty, I believe. Let me okay. go back. I'm sorry. Um, man, I kind of think I have to give Toronto a C plus on that. I mean, I mean they've got. He's thirty right now. They have a potentially elite shortstop when healthy. They have an elite shortstop when he's healthy. That should he just legally should change names to Troy Tulowitzki if healthy. Yeah. They got a guy who, when healthy, is an elite shortstop at the plate and in the field. I guess you were talking about this earlier. They lost um, Reyes' speed, mm-hmm. but they gained Tulowitzki's defense out in the field. That's true as well. Yeah. And. Uh, but at the same time, they took on a lot more money than Reyes. A lot. Whether or not that's a fair um, ratio or you know percentage or whatever, that, you know, if you compare or uh, yeah, not ratio, but if you compare the uh, the worth, like the player's worth, as you know, in comparison to what he's being paid. Mm-hmm. It's a big difference, mm-hmm. even if it is, even if you're still paying um, Reyes a lot of money, I think. And the Rockies, Rockies. I, I think I'll give them a B because they got rid of that monster contract. Um, they can always find a way. It'll be, I think, it'll be easier to to get rid of Reyes and still bring up the story kid. Uh-huh. Uh, and you still get, yeah, and again, you get a handful of prospects that you can use to hopefully retool or rebuild. 
I was so ready to give Toronto an A, but that money just brought it down. Huh. So for Toronto, I'm gonna give them a B. Okay. Still a solid upgrade from what you had before. Sure, sure. And when healthy, when healthy. And for Colorado, I guess getting to be as well, getting under, getting from under that financial responsibility. Financial uh, pantsing. Yeah. <laughs> who was the GM who gave him all that money? I don't even know if it's still the same GM <laughs> that works there. Uh, let's continue. Where did the Cole Hamels? All right, we're still we're gonna stay in the in the six. Toronto acquired David Price. From Detroit, gave up Daniel Norris, uh, Matt Boyd, and Hario Laborte. I throw out names because I don't care. Again, this is another kind of head scratcher. Why is that? Well, again, still even at the time of that trade, the the Blue Jays were not in possession of a. Wild card spot, even they were still they're, looking up. They're not chasing the wild card. They're trying to check, chase the Yankees right now. As we said, the Blue Jays are four and a half games back behind the Yankees. That's a look. Regardless of anything, that's a lot. That's a big hurdle to, to climb. They said a to month overcome. and a half. They can make it if they have one good week, and the Yankees falter, have like two a two to five weeks. The Blue Jays could catch them. And surpass them. That's still a pretty big. I mean, that that's a pretty big risk. That I guess has been mitigated. You know, we literally of, of price. just saw the Astros go from a game behind to three games up on the Angels within a week. But even with Price, they still don't have the pitching that we have. And you're basically, and again, you're getting Price as a rental. A two-month rental, essentially. And that's all you need him for to get in the playoffs to catch the Yankees. You want to talk about pitching? Tell me what pitching the Yankees have. Uh, Tanaka's back. Okay, he's okay. his elbow is all it's a, it's held up uh, <laughs> by duct tape and glue. So continue. <laughs> CC Zabat has been a train wreck on wheels. Yeah. Ooh, man, that's a that's a hard fall he's taken. Yeah. Um. Uh, I haven't really been keeping up with the Yankees. Hold on, I will go to the Yankees right now. Pineda's been solid. Pineda's hurt. That's right. Uh, Nathan Eovaldi. He's like he's like nine and two. Eleven and two. Well, that's out of like with a four point three ERA. That's more about his team around him. That's the Yankees scoring runs sure. than it is about him winning. Um, who else do they have? Who else do you feel comfortable with? You want to keep going? You want, you feel how you feel about? Let's see. Ivan Noah, isn't he hurt? Uh, I mean, Adam Warren, Andrew Miller, any of these guys make you feel comfortable? No, but I don't feel comfortable with a lot of the Blue Jays pitching either. Except for Price, but um, I don't know. It just seems still a pretty big risk. But, you know, if that's what you're going for, you got, I mean, you have to go big or go home, I guess. And there's at that point, there's really nothing bigger than David Price. You want to make a bet? I bet you the Blue Jays catch up and surpass the Yankees. Okay, I bet you they don't. I bet. I can already taste that beer you're going to owe me. <laughs> I bet. Hold on. Remember that one, folks. I will... I will, I will uh, 
tweet out a picture when you when you're buying me that beer. <laughs> All right. Um, where are we? We took about Dave Price. So uh, let's go up to Toronto for a second. Detroit news just came out. What was it yesterday? Their GM Dave Dombrowski out uh, is out. Sounds like it was a uh, mutual decision for him to split. It really seems like he's going to Toronto to work as the the president. Uh, that's what all the rumors out in the baseball world are saying right now. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, I did not hear that. Yep. Wow, that's pretty wild. Um, actually, I kind of like what Detroit did with this trade. I mean, they got rid of a guy who they weren't going to re-sign. Which is weird because their crazy old owner throws away money like it's, you know, like their pizzas. They have free pizzas. You know why, right? Because he wants to win before he dies. Exactly. Give me that owner that wants to win. It isn't isn't trying to save up his money. But he didn't throw the money to Max Scherzer. Who he had, he could have re-signed. Can't win them all. Yeah, well, but it's like, it's, they didn't... It's like they didn't want Scherzer. So, I don't know. That, that was just weird. Uh, and Let me they ask clearly, you. I mean, they clearly weren't, had no interest in re-signing Price. Or else they would have kept him and tried to re-sign him. Question. Are, are we at the end of the road with Detroit now? Will people yeah. be outside standing, you know... What, st- what statue do they have? Al-Kaline? K- K-Line. K-Line. The statue singing, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Folks, this man needs to go to karaoke because he loves singing any chance he can on this show. I, not, I do not drink enough to do karaoke, let me tell you that. Um, let's see. Let's run through this right now. Miggy's hurt and getting older, and that contract is hell. Yeah, That might be the worst contract in sports. Um, Verlander is back, but he's no longer the Verlander of old. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with uh, Victor Martinez; he's getting older. And like, who's the youngest guy? Young guy, Nick. Uh, what's his name? The third baseman, Nick Castellanos. I mean, he. I I thought he'd be a future All Star, and he hasn't looked the part. No, he's. I mean, he's Jose really struggled. Jose Iglesias is the defense only guy. Right, who hits singles like he's Ichiro almost. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. JD Martinez has been excellent. Um, But until you shore up that pitching, that starting pitching, there's really not much more to look forward to. And I think they have, though. Or they look like they're on the way to doing that with. the acquisition of Daniel, Daniel Norris in that price deal. Alfredo Simon is ten and six with a four point five five ERA. The man finds a way to get double digit wins. Yeah, because his his team get hit. But we're talking about their pitching. Okay, so they still have Verlander. Mm-hmm. They longer have Price, so they have Annabelle Annabelle Sanchez, Simon. Who else is starting on this team? Daniel Norris. Yeah, Daniel Norris, Sean Green. And, well, Shane Green. Shane Green, I'm sorry. And uh, who was the guy that pitched today? Matt Morris? No. Talk about Daniel Norris? No, no, no. The, guy that, oh. the other guy that they got from 
the blue jays. Oh, let me go back. I'm sorry, I just picked them up in fantasy. <laughs> it all comes back to fantasy oh, people. Don't, 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 don't think it doesn't. Um, Matt Boyd. Matt Boyd. Yeah, uh, who pitched pretty well today after a couple of like couple of uh, up and down starts, but. These are some young pitchers, I think, that have some promise. Boyd pitched really well today. Norris pitched pretty well in his t- Tigers debut after spending most of the season in the minors. Uh, so it looks like he's, I think, a fresh you know, fresh start was what that guy needed. And uh, please understand, when I say is this the end for the Tigers, I don't mean that they're going to, you know, next year they'll go 62 and 100. I'm just talking about this is the end for their chances to win a World Series. Yes, absolutely. No, no, no doubt about that. Mm. Uh, but they push position themselves to to look towards the future and uh, have a positive outlook towards the future. I think with the two, guys, at least two of those guys that they draft that they traded for, and they always. And here's the thing: until Illich is nope. alive and kicking, they still have the potential to go out and buy anybody that they want. So it's we'll not try. like they're... Last right. time they went out and bought someone, it was Prince Fielder. How'd that work out? They wound up getting Ian Kinsler for it. But, um, <laughs> wind up putting Miggy at third. It didn't work well for anybody. So they have the... You know, it's not... They're they're in a different position than a Kansas City or, uh, you know, who else is... Like a, you know, a, Kans- a Kansas City essentially, mm-hmm. where they can contend, um, and if they don't contend, they can start to rebuild, uh, but always have that checkbook waiting you know, mm-hmm. in the wings if they need to. Okay, uh, let's keep going. Oh, sorry, great. Uh, I'll, I'll give the for you know for the now I'll give the Blue Jays. Give them a B. I mean, they got a, you know, whatever you think an about ace. the deal, they got an ace. Um, B plus for me. They went there and got the guy they needed for their rotation. And, but, you know, they did give up some potential. Mm-hmm. Tigers, I'll give them a, a B as well. Agreed. B plus and a B for the Tigers. Yeah. Uh, next one. Oh. Going back to the Astros, Astros acquired Carlos Gomez, Michael Fires, mm-hmm. and looks like an international slot in the international draft. Milwaukee acquires Brett Phillips, Domingo Santana, Adrian Hauser, and Josh Hader. Okay, so right. I am going to be that guy. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take that position. The contrary that I, position. That I, I doubt you're going to take. That's why we're here. That's why you're here, so we don't always agree. I'm not a big fan of this trade. And why is that? Well, there's a few reasons. Okay. Gomez, there's concerns over his hip, uh, which is why the Mets apparently nixed the deal to acquire oh, him. No. There was all sorts of it was all no, messed up with that deal. It was the Mets being cheap. Okay. Because stories have come out that the first the Mets asked for them to take Juan Lagares mm-hmm. back, 
before his four-year, I think it's like $36 million contract kicked in. The Brewers said no. Then the Mets asked for them to pay a little bit of uh, Gomez's $9 million salary for next year. The Brewers said kick um, pound sand and called it off. Okay. Um, but he clearly has not been the same guy that dominated the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. He's been injured. Uh, he's 29. Look, the Astros um, medical staff caught up, caught that Brady Aiken thing, and they're proven right on that, so I'll believe them until further, until okay. they fail me. Uh, okay, I'll give you that. But also, and I think I know what you'll say, or I think, I'll, I, think I know how you'll spin this point, but... Spin, okay. I know, yeah. I, was, I, know I was a politician, but continue. Um, you know me. I'm not a big fan of these hothead guys. You know that all too well. Mm. I'm not a fan of hotheads. I don't. I, I don't find them inspiring. I don't find them, uh, you know, impressive. Anything. And this is a guy who is a ticking time bomb. Anytime he's at the plate, essentially, whether he bat flips or hops while he's hitting home runs. And look, that's a guy we have never really had on this team. And I think that's why I think I'm just used to not seeing I, that I, kind of... I would disagree with you when we had a guy named Jose Lima. Oh, that's right. Well, that was a long time ago. And he was a pitcher. He didn't pit, play I'm every just day. saying, we had a guy that was just as flamboyant. Right. But he's but the difference is that he didn't play every day. And Gomez has the potential to do that every game. Okay? Uh, so I'm, I, guess, I guess I'm so bland that I, I, don't, I don't need all that spice... You know the, the 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 temper and the back the, the showing up of other teams and uh, somewhat arrogance, I guess. You're the guy who goes into Popeyes like, can you take away the thirteen herbs and spices? <laughs> I just want it plain. I just need one herb and spice. That's all. That's it. <laughs> I need one herb or one spice, <laughs> not both. You put both, I will leave this facility. Uh, and then. Also, to which I know, you, you know, like you and other people say, you got to give up talent to get talent. I feel like we gave up a lot to get Carlos Gomez. I think if you're going to give up guys like that, that, that at least we as Astro fans are familiar with and kind of kept an eye on, if you're going to give up guys like that, I think you could have gotten, why not get a... Um, no, not Troy Tulitsky, because I just, I just completely... Yeah, you just trashed him. Right. Why not get somebody else that... I don't know, someone better. Can I go through... Let's go through your complaints one by one. You talk about sure. someone better. What better outfielder were they going to get? Absolutely. No, no. I, I don't disagree with you on that. I, I, As I was thinking of all these points, I was, you know, answering those questions, but, you know, it's just... I think it's... I think it's still a valid question whether the answer, whether the answer makes sense or not, or my answer would make sense or not. I think so, I want to just go. Let's just go through these teams. I'm going through all the teams in MLB that have a record below 500. That would be what that you would try to rebuild with. Okay, you can trade. They're in a rebuilding situation. Ready? Okay. All right. Oh, here. Okay. Why would you give those guys up to get maybe an Evan Longoria? Who could be an impact at third base? Who's um, a pretty good, still a pretty good player. He's a good defensive player. His bat has been missing for about two years now. It's been in decline. Mm-hmm. 
Jonah Carey just had a story about um, uh, um, Longo's bat and like hit just I don't know what it is his power is gone his average is gone he's a fine player but he's not a great player Mm. and if you want to trade all that for for an impact bat do you think Carlos Gomez is a great player I think he has the potential to be a great player I, I believe in his potential more than I believe in Lagoria's potential. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, you ready? Let's go through these teams. Okay. Rockies. Oof. I should not. I mean, yeah, there really wasn't much to get. Um, Diamondbacks. Goldschmidt. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm talking outfield. Just stay with oh, outfield. Oh, come on. I don't know all the. You're, boy, you're really testing me right now. Uh. Oh, they don't have anybody besides Goldschmidt. They have A.J. Uh, Pollock. He's not a great player, though. He's been great this year. Okay. Would you trade those guys for him? No. All right, I'm going to keep going. Um, we'll talk about the Padres later. Because <laughs> that's going to be a whole <laughs> other segment. Uh, continue on. The Brewers, besides Gomez. You feeling good about Ryan Braun? He's having a pretty good year. He's, he's got his speed back. He's stealing bases again. Um, I don't know. No, not really. Have you seen Ryan Braun's contract? Yeah, it's pretty bad, too. All right. Uh, going on, the Reds? Uh, no, there's, I wouldn't have even given... I wouldn't have given up all those players for Jay Bruce, For sure. I would not have done that. Phillies? That's all I need. You yeah. can't think of anybody. I'm moving on. Marlins. Stanton. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Azuna. Uh, who's that again? The third option. Yelich. Still, I'd rather have Gomez than either one of those guys. But I. But look, all these teams, well, while I don't see them having great players we could get, I still don't think Gomez is a great player either. I mean, it, it could turn out to I'm be just saying. Player. I'm just saying... You talk about you wish that we were able to trade for someone better. Yeah, I'm just asking. Let's go through the teams and find someone better. Well, you're just trying to stick with the outfield, and I understand why. That's what they were looking for. You should have just gotten another top starting pitcher for all that. They want they wanted to get someone in the outfield and bullpen help. They couldn't get anybody with the bullpen, unfortunately, even though they were in talks. So that's what I'm sticking. I'm sticking for with what the Astros manager was looking for. Mm-hmm. Outfield. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it just seems like they, you know, he was the only that he was the only one available. It seems like, and it still seems. I mean, he gave up a lot. Again, you want to continue through the exercise because that's just in the National League. No, there's, I mean, there's, they, then my point would be, if you can't get anything better, why make the trade? I mean, Springer is going to be back sometime. Mm-hmm. This offense is still rolling pretty well, even without, I was, I was very skeptical. And when I had a huge debate with, with a Kansas City fan about that dirty pitch that put him on the shelf for over a month. And he was like, oh, they're going to be fine, they're going to be fine. And I was like, oh, man, it's going to be tough. And you know what? That Kansas City fan was right. They have been fine. Yes, that's the true. offense has been fine. That's true. Why wouldn't you want the offense to be better? I like I personally, me. 
Jake Marisnik was great for the first four weeks of the season. Yeah. He hasn't done anything since. But Gomez has a better track record. And by the metrics, he's a slightly better defensive uh, center fielder. So when Springer comes back, you're a Springer right. You have Gomez at center. You have uh, Tucker at left. Really, the, for me, the issue will, I think will always be when it comes to my home team, like my the team that I root for, is when you give up any of, like, I guess maybe basically anything more than two players, two prospects, for like one or two guys, it's just tough to see. Like, I had no problem that the Phillies gave up like six guys, or the Rangers gave up like six guys to get uh, handles, because I don't care about those teams. I don't really care about those players. I don't really know who those players are. I have an idea who these guys are that we have. And I think it's just that that uh, for me it's just a natural it's just natural for me to react this way to be like, "Oh man, this feel, feels like a lot of play like a, a lot of guys cuz you kind of follow them. You you follow them. You in follow the them. It's that fan thing. You follow them and they're like your babies, their children. And then when they get traded, you feel you feel offended like, "How dare they do that to the guy I've been paying attention to for all this time?" <laughs> Well, you know what, everybody, can we go through the prospects that the Astros gave up? The best guy for sure was Brett, was Brett Phillips. And you, to be honest, you hope that Phillips eventually becomes Carlos Gomez. Mm-hmm. Uh, Domingo Santana? Uh, not, enough play, not, not consistent playing time in the big leagues. Struggled mightily for 14 at-bats for sure. There's no doubt about that. He's got a little pop in him, but he'll strike out. We already have a, we have enough of that. Of Doesn't our Gomez strike out a lot too? Hmm. Doesn't Gomez strike out a lot? I'm not sure. Let me look that up. Do, 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 do. Because that's what I was hearing. That he's just another guy that strikes out a lot. Which, again, like you said with Santana, we've got plenty of guys that do that. Where is he? Dead air. No one likes dead air on a podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been doing research. If you had your computer out and you could do it yourself. Uh, the last two years, he struck out 21% of the time. Well, that's, it doesn't sound good, but I mean, compared to, our, to the rest of our team, I don't know. That might actually be, considering how much our team strikes out or has struck out in the past, that could actually be the lowest. <laughs> that might be the lowest. It is quite possibly is. And we've lost the internet. Because <laughs> I was about to go through and tell you, here, oh, here's everybody's strikeout totals. Well, that's gone. All I saw was Carlos Correa at 18%, and then everybody else is in the 20s. Oh, gosh. But still, that's... A- Regardless, it's still a high strikeout percentage. I mean, it's just another guy that strikes out a lot. That's where baseball is now. Yeah. Well, that's, you know what, you're right. You're right. But, again, I just don't, you know, I'm just not impressed by his bat flips and, you know, his brawls or whatever with Brian McCann. I mean, he fought the guy like twice in a, in a game, essentially. 
I, you know, I just, I don't dig all that. I don't need to see all that. The pitcher threw it at him. He hit a home run. He had a little fun around the base pass. And who the hell made Brian McCann the guardian of the ba- well, of baseball, huh? Yeah, I mean, come on. Why is it always that like that whenever in sports, especially in baseball, if we have a Latino or a black player that shows off and has fun with the game, we have white players and then the white news media come down and say, oh, you shouldn't do that. You got to conform. Why can't you let these guys have fun? They're playing a game. I don't know. I mean, it's a like you wouldn't go down and you know you watch little league and you watch a kid get a hit and he's running and he's excited going down first. You wouldn't go out and say, "Hey, calm down, little Billy. Walk like you've been there before." Yes, I would. It's, it's like why can't you let people have fun playing baseball? Why can't people enjoy the game? Why does it have to be a certain way? I don't know. That's not for me to answer. Um, I'm not going to answer that because I don't know. I don't have an answer. It's only care. in baseball when we see. The, well, come on, baseball is. Yeah. We see the, t- in the baseball is just ridiculous overall. I mean, there's, you just can't get around that. There's ridiculousness throughout the entire game, more so than any other sports league. Everybody's so sensitive. It's just it just annoys me when people get upset over a bat flip because someone hit a home run. It's like you know how difficult it is to hit a home run. <laughs> Of someone throwing 92, 93, and you're the pitcher, you get upset, you know what? Throw better pitches. You have such a bad issue. Don't miss your location. How about that? Instead of getting mad at the person who celebrates your mistakes, stop making mistakes. Stop hating, dog. Stop hating. Okay. Let Carlos Gomez be great. I, I will give you this. You have always been a Carlos Gomez fan, so... When have I ever been a Carlos Gomez fan? Uh, since you had, since you drafted him on your fantasy team, it's like two, three years ago. I didn't draft him; I traded for him. Or you, yeah, you've had him on your team. You've always been a Carlos Gomez fan, so I I I, I, I expected you to defend him this heavily. I am a fan of good play, and I am a fan of fun. You didn't disappoint. <laughs> I knew. So, but you know that's cool. Whatever. Um, I don't know. I just if they're just gonna all. Just stand out there and not show any emotions. Why don't we just build robots to play the game? No, see, that's bullcrap because this it's not like this team doesn't show emotion. This team plays with energy, absolutely. That's not what I'm saying, man. You know, maybe I am just used to the to these guys that don't uh, that don't flip their bats. I don't know, but you know, whatever. Can I ask you a question? Has he ever shown up a teammate? A teammate? Yeah. Why would he? Exactly. As long as you don't show up a teammate, what's the problem? Uh, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I guess it's, we've all been conditioned. Or most of us have been conditioned, I guess. There, there. There, there. You're the ones getting hotter than me, so I don't <laughs> It doesn't really bother me. Uh, I'm sorry I like emotion with my sports. At least someone just show up and, and enjoy the game. I just show up and play the game and go home. That's me. Congratulations on being the boring part of Cal Ripken Jr. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Maybe that's why baseball players don't get the advertisements that you know, people in other sports get. They don't get the huge shoe deals because there's no 
buddy that wears baseball cleats wow. outside of baseball fields. No, I'm just saying there's <laughs> like you you'll watch and you see on TV you'll see you know basketball players you know you get the Kobe you get LeBron you'll get even James Harden and Steph Curry getting commercials and the same thing with football you see things with Rob Gronkowski or um, JJ Watt and all that but you don't see that that much for baseball players well I'll tell you why because there aren't very many players that transcend the sport these because days. it's so boring so Mike Trout's boring Mike Trout is like the best player in baseball and he's got at least I've seen at least two national deals and he's not a you know a showboat or you know a bat flipper kind of guy he just goes out and plays the game and he still gets endorsements I mean look there's there's always going to be there's always going to be that spectrum of players, you know, guys that are like Carlos Gomez and guys that are like Mike Trout. You know, it is what it is. And baseball is just, um, baseball's just weird. I mean, everybody's just weird. I would, I would say that Mike Trout does do bad flips, but okay. Does he? I, I don't watch enough of his games. Maybe in his head. Grade the trade, please. Oof, uh, gosh, how do I want to grade this trade? I would give. I'll give the Astros a B. I mean, okay. again. Despite all of the the things I don't like about him, um, if he was the best available player that we could get, and he's productive along the way, sure, you know, I'm, it's not like I'm not going to root for the Astros or Carlos Gomez. Um, so you know, I just have to hope for the best. And that he stays healthy. You know, he hasn't looked healthy this year compared to the last couple of years where he really, I mean, yeah, he was a very dominant player. But, I don't know, it just seems like injuries have really plagued him this year. And uh, you just got to hope that he's able to stay healthy uh, the rest of the way. And Fires is a guy that has a huge strikeout, has a huge strikeout potential. Um, and that's about it. So... He's like in the. I think he's like thirty or twenty nine. Mm -hmm, so. Thirty, and still has something like four or five years of control. That's crazy. I kind of feel bad for him. Like he's thirty and he's never gonna get that big contract. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Um, I'm gonna give the Brewers an A. I'm gonna give them an A. They got four really good prospects, or that we think are good prospects, just based on. You know the uh, um, the tracking that we've done on these guys over the past few years, and uh, they've restocked their farm system completely just with this trade alone. So uh, you know, I'll give the Brewers an A for the potential, but you know, like you said, could blow up in their face. Who knows? We won't know for a couple of years. Like you said, you got to give up talent to get talent. Mm -hmm. No, like you said. Um, I'm just, I was quoting you. 
Uh, for me, I give both teams a B plus. I think this is one of those trades you're gonna look down in a couple years and say it worked out well for both teams, especially if they uh, re-sign Carlos Gomez. I know he has one year mm-hmm. left on his contract, and you know maybe Brett Phillips will be a star or Santana, but you know it's too early to tell really. Might blow up the knees and never be the same. You just never know. Especially mm-hmm. young kids. Uh, let's keep going. What else do we have? How long have we been going at this? Like an hour. Oh, that's oh let me see. Hour 16. Cool. If we go too long, I'll just break it up in two parts. People will be alright with that. We didn't even talk about the saddest thing. Oh, we can talk about it now. New York requires Jonas Suspedes. Detroit gets Michael Fulmer. And Luis Sessa. No idea who Detroit got. Um, and they gave up a guy that was having a pretty good season. And the Mets got an outfielder that is having a pretty good season that they really need. Um, gosh, I think I'll give the Mets a B in this trade. And the Tigers... C plus, B minus. I don't know who these guys are. I I just brought the Mets because I just want to talk about their failed yeah their failed trade for Carlos Gomez, and then leaving poor Flores out there crying at shortstop. <laughs> that was just, uh, whoop. that was hilarious. <laughs> that hilarious. Oh, what the heck? Why was it so funny to watch that poor man cry? <laughs> because he saw a grown man cry on a baseball field. Wow, you were terrible. <laughs> So you don't like emotion, but seeing a grown man cry, that was funny. Well, it only affected him, not anybody else. Didn't bother anybody else, but it didn't upset the white man. So that was, and it was sad. Like, no, no, it's too late. You can't backtrack now. No, no, you're like, oh, that was funny. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Ah, laugh. Laugh for my enjoyment. It was funny. You're terrible. Someone's going right in. That guy is a. I can't even say that word because it's a friendly pain, but yeah. It was funny, but it was also kind of. Um, that guy's Richard. It was. It was a. L- nah, it wasn't impressive. It was funny, but it was also. Um, I, I gave him a, a, a nod of the cap. Give him the cap to him because. You know, he clearly enjoyed his time. He clearly enjoyed where he was. Uh, it was the only organization he'd ever known since he was he signed with them when he was 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was funny. Maybe that's why people can't do emotion because people like you are laughing. <laughs> the poor man suffering. I don't know. I just felt terrible for the guy. He, you know, it, it turned out okay for him in the end. He's still on the Mets. And uh, he probably got, you know, some sympathy from, you know, the ladies. Who knows? Definitely he didn't get sympathy from you. Oh, look at that guy napping on the field. <laughs> yeah. He shouldn't expect it from me, so. 
Understand that if uh, we're playing softball and you get hit by a comebacker and start crying, I will laugh at you. Oh, that's I will. Laugh. That's crap, man. I will laugh. So you know that pain that man felt. No, that's like don't cry. It's funny if you cry. Different. If I get hit well, in the face, yeah. Nah, that's completely different. I'm gonna be literally rolling on the field laughing. That's tears. Ah! Oh, I thought you said crying. Those are emotional tears. I thought you said crying was funny. Ah, this is funny. Emotional tears are completely different from physically painful tears. Oh, okay. Come on. Even you know that. You just wanna be you just wanna be a funny guy. (laughs) Uh, One over here saying, oh, it's funny when he cried because he has emotion. Ah, la la la, lol, lol. Yeah, it was funny. Whatever. You and I have different um, thoughts of what humans. Different sensitivities. Yep. I can't wait till you have children so I can laugh at them when they cry. Ah. Wait. Oh, it's not funny when people cry? All right, so so new game. Who give me the three teams that you think improve the best, and the three teams that um, did the worst? Improved Astros, Brewers. And gosh, who else? Tigers? No, no, they didn't improve yet. Well, how can you say they didn't improve yet and then count the Brewers among them? One, you're three, because they haven't improved yet. trying to figure out how I want to say all that because yeah I know yeah it makes sense but um, I don't know no I'll go Astros Brewers and Tigers because in that order yes Yes, because the Astros got a top, you know, frontline starter, um, a guy that you hope that I at least that I hope at least will be productive in Gomez, but a guy that you you and others really really like, um, you know. But hey, as long as the team wins, whatever. Uh, as long as we all survive this, whatever. <laughs> The Brewers uh, got, I think, you know, four potentially good prospects. And the Tigers got, you know, what, three prospects, two guys who are already in the rotation and have pitched well so far, mm-hmm. like one or two starts that they've had. So, you know, it's it's a promising sign for them, at least. I'm looking for my third team, and I can't really find what I really enjoy. And the play, the teams that didn't improve. Well, let me go. I'm going Toronto, Houston, 
And then, man, I'm not really sure how I feel about the Mets. They did go with that winning streak after everything happened. Um, I'll go Rockies. Just getting out of that monster of a contract that Torch Whiskey had. <laughs> so give me your three teams. Didn't? Yep. I have my three. Out of the teams that made deals. Made deals or didn't make deals. Just give me the three that's, that did not help themselves at the trade deadline. Well, I'm I got team. my three already. Reds. Yep. Players, but it's not like they got impact prospects in return. They just cleared up salary space and a uh, couple of what compensation picks, compensatory picks, competitive balance picks. I'm sorry. Okay. Coming in for me, number three, Arizona. Arizona. How could they? They're just treading water. Okay. They could. Then they're not doing anything, any any kind of improvement. It's, I don't know what's going on with the management up there, but it just seems like no one really knows what's going on. Number two, Cincinnati, for reasons we already explained. And number one, the San Diego Padres. Yeah, I mean they had to blow it up and they didn't. Do you hear the reason why they didn't? I think I heard something that they weren't ready to give it up, that they felt no pressure to give it up. It's because their GM came out and said he still believes that they can make the playoffs. Uh, well, no, that's not going to happen this year. That, that offense and that defense. That defense was terrible. Going into the season, we said the defense was terrible. Yes. I... I'm the okay. pitching's not bad, though. You have to admit, that's a pretty decent one, like rotation. With Shields at the top, Tyson Ross, um, Andrew Kashner, Ian Kennedy at the back end. That's not a you know that's not a bad one through four, you know, rotation order. I agree, but right now, okay. They are seven and a half games back in the wild card. Mm-hmm. I'm on the fan guys right now. They're showing the projected standings for the second wild card winner, which is the Giants right now. They're predicted to win 87 games. Mm-hmm. Right now, the Padres are 52 and 56. <laughs> so how many games is that in total? 25. No, 35. <laughs> Thirty-five. No, I'm talking about how many games in total do have they played the Padres? Fifty-two plus fifty-six. One hundred eight. One hundred eight, which means they have how many games left? A uh, hundred. What's one sixty-two? They have fifty-four games left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to get to eighty-seven wins, 
they would have to go, what's that? 37 and... 37 and 17. Yeah. Which is a winning percentage of... 54... 68%. Yeah, that's that's not good. Their current winning percentage is oh look, they're under five hundred. How do you think this team is gonna make the playoffs? How? How? Why? I, I don't know. I like throw my computer against the the wall mat. Look, it I, makes I no sense. I can understand that you don't want to look like a fool in your first year on the job because you made all these spectacular moves and you thought you're gonna make the playoffs. Right. But still, it makes no sense. You can see right now the plan is failing. How you are not going to win 68, 69% of your games. Yes, you're right. But at the same time, well, my thing is don't give down, don't use that as your reason. That shouldn't be your reason. Again, say, I'm not ready to give up on this team. Maybe we could contend next year. We finish strong the rest of the way and look to next season. I think that's a valid that's a valid, you know, say uh, we will argument. We review our roster and make moves during the winter meetings if necessary. Do not sit here and say, Hey, we still, still have think we still have a shot at getting the playoffs. Cause you don't. So you're telling me there's a chance. You don't. Let's see what the Padres. Their win percentage is right now forty-eight percent. They got to get to sixty-nine percent to make it to have a hope at the playoffs. What? Yeah, I, that's that's pretty pathetic to make that, to make that statement. Look, you just when the reporters come up to you, you just say we couldn't find a deal we wanted, and you just keep on going. Couldn't buy a deal we wanted, so we're just gonna stick with stick with what we got and hope for a strong finish. And boom, that's all she wrote. Mm-hmm. By saying we still think we have a shot at the playoffs, you look like a damn fool, <laughs> a delusional damn fool. And I'd like to change my uh, my answer, my uh, teams that didn't improve. If we're doing this, doing the way you did it, um, who did I say earlier? I said uh, the Reds. You didn't say Padres. I know that much. No. The Reds. The Marlins. The Marlins. And I don't remember what the other team was. And I'll go with the Cubs. Because the Cubs didn't do anything. And they have a chance. They picked up a guy that we we didn't talk about. I think they trade. Yeah, they acquired Dan Heron. Dan Heron. Well, that's a big difference. That's a big gap from, like, Lester as your number one guy and Dan Heron, you know. Be anywhere from two to five mm-hmm. at that point. Um, would be nice to see them go after David Price or get Price or someone like that. You know. Oh, I I fully expect them to go after Price in the off season. Okay, so they're looking Price or uh, Zimmerman. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, for the now, it's just you know a little disappointing that they didn't you know make a move or, or didn't seem active or. Uh, Weren't in, you know, big talks or anything like that. So, but still, a pretty, pretty eventful off, uh, not off season, uh, <laughs> trade, trade deadline. deadline. 
Like it's not not bad. I mean, there's some wheeling and dealing, like I said, at the, at the top of the show. Um, and a lot for this for the Astros to be excited about it, at least. You know, getting the guys that they did acquire. There, there. So right now, tell me who wins. Give me your um, division winners, wild card. Come on. Division winners and wild card. Yep. Let's start in the National League. Who you got winning the division? Let's go. NL East. The uh, Mets are actually two games up on the Nationals right now. I still think the the Nationals will pull it out. Mm, agreed. Better offense. Um, pitching is. It's a toss-up with the pitching, and they're going to get Strasburg back. Who, who has the better pitching, Nationals or Mets? It's a toss-up. I'm I going think. Mets. Youth is on their side for sure, and that youth has not faltered this year. I mean, there's no art. There's no doubt about that. But it's hard when you got a top proven guy like Scherzer. Um, okay, let's say they have a five-game series. Mm-hmm. Scherzer versus Harvey. Scherzer. Um, DeGrom versus who's their number two now let's say Zimmerman I'll go Zimmerman really yeah I would go DeGrom okay uh, let's go who's third man I'm going trying to go through the Mets like I actually know who's on that team Syndergaard Syndergaard versus Gio Gonzalez for sure Syndergaard yeah uh, fourth, Stephen Matz versus oh Strasburg. When healthy, I'll go Strasburg. I'll go Matz. Okay. And then I don't even know who's the fifth. The Friars made all the way through there. Next year, be Zach Wheeler probably. Yeah, if they don't do some stupid like trade him. Right. <laughs> But yeah, uh, let's continue. Bartolo would be the number five. Oh, then I'm taking Bartolo over whatever number five they have, the Nats have. I don't even know. You got to go with the power of the belly. You know this. <laughs> uh, moving on to NL Central. Who you got? Cardinals right now lead by Cubs. five and a half games. Yeah, yeah. Cardinals. I mean, the Cubs are going to make a nice run, but... When are we going to get the that hacking scandal figured out? When's the punishment coming down? I imagine the offseason. Mm-hmm. Draft picks will be heavy fine and yeah, will be taken. Yeah, fines will be implemented. Uh, Cardinals all the way. Okay, for sure. NLS. Uh, Dodgers. Dodgers currently have a two-game lead. The what? The NL is so easy. Um, the only difficult thing might be the wild card. Who you got the two wild cards? I've got uh, the Cubs and. Uh, the Cubs. Who do I have? The Cubs. <laughs> the Cubs and the Cubs, apparently. The Mets. The Mets. I'm sorry. You have the Cubs and the Mets. Yeah. Let's go to the wild card real quick. Right now, neither the Cubs. I'm sorry. The Cubs are a half game out, and the Mets. Would be what's that? A game and a half. Pirates and Giants are your two wild card winners, oh, right? Man. I completely forgot about those two. 
Um, I'm gonna stick with Cubs and Mets. All right, I will take the Pirates and the Mets. Okay. Uh, moving over to the American League, who you got in the East? I'm still gonna go with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Toronto. I already made my bed. I'm gonna lie and. Sure. Oh yeah, we have to. We kind of have to. We made that bet. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the Central. Royals. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah. And the West. Strohs. Yep. Gotta go with Strohs all the way now at this point. Yep. Even though they lost again last uh, tonight. Swept by the Rangers. That'll be last night by the time you guys hear this. Who? Uh, Oh, wild card teams. Um, gosh, I go with the Angels. Mm-hmm. And who's who else is in the East? Who else is in contention? Uh, let me go to the wild card standings. Let me get out the division standings real quick. As it's currently. The Angels, Blue Jays, the Orioles are a game behind. Rangers, Twins are two games behind. Rays are three. Tigers are four. White Sox are four and a half. Everybody else is seven plus. I'm going with the Angels and the um, Yankees. I'll go Angels and Blue Jays. And who is your World Series champion? Wow. Well, let, who makes it to the World Series? Yeah, wow, that's that's. I think that's too early to, to call. But well, what the heck? Let's do it, man. I, I'm I'm sticking with this team. I'm going Cardinals and Astros all the way World Series. Um, yeah, ten years in the making. <laughs> A rematch from ten years ago, but this time the stakes are even higher. So I'm going through, I'm on fan grabs, as you know. I'm looking at their, the odds, the playoffs odds. Mm-hmm. Do you know who has the highest World Series odds in the American League? Kansas City. Nope. No? Nope. Yankees? Yep. Really? 11.8. Do you know who's second? Kansas City? Nope. Astros? Yep. Okay. 10.2. But you know who in all baseball have, has the highest odds? Cardinals. Nope. Really? Cardinals, 8.8. The Dodgers? Yep. 20.4. I'm still saying Cardinals and Strohs. We're just one step away from Cubs and Strohs in, what, two or three years? <laughs> I'm pretty sure this wasn't what I guessed at the beginning of the year, but I'm going Dodgers and Royals. It's ah. a lot of blue. That is. A lot, a lot of blue. Alright, we hit the hour 40 mark. I think we're good. Yeah. Good to get back in the swing of things. and uh, Back in the studio. Right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, we've just proven that we can we can belt them out once again. We're still loud, boisterous, and blowhardy as we were before. You yeah. Work, you work on anything new? Uh, I got something in the works to be announced. To be announced. Yeah. All right. What do I do? I got two projects to be announced, but <laughs> okay. it's just hard finding time. You got to find them. Yeah. So, 
Well, good work today, sir. Yeah. Bro fist. That's it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're delirious. Let's get out of here. <laughs> As always, thanks for all the support. We're back again. Going to try and come back uh, more frequently. Mm-hmm. So uh, keep tuning in. We'll do this at least every week. Let's get back in the flow of things. Let's try to go for once a week again. So, But thanks again for sticking with us and uh, for coming back to us. All right. Awesome. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.